for those who are tying the shoes of three-year-olds or putting their sweaters on or saying it's just too cold, I don't have enough. Alaska is coming in like the capricious woman that she is. All of a sudden, they'll have snow on the ground. All right. Um, one of the things, uh, before we go uh, to praise, uh, I, I'd appreciate um, you praying for this little M13 guy. He called me last night because I had a, I'd given a scripture and the folks there in San Diego, the, I didn't realize that um, um, Jesse, where, you know, Jesse, who's really under it, I, he has uh, 12, 13 hour days sometimes. And he says, I've got a target on my back, Bill. And um, I was kind of insensitive once because I'm a very sensitive person, but I, I wasn't this day. I was talking to him and, and they were, they were doing a standoff. And I was, uh, we made agreement, I was, and I will share the word a little bit on the, yeah, it was a stakeout and there were gunfire later, but, but I just rambling on and religious activity and, uh, and, and he, he said, well, no, 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 I, I don't want to stop it. But I said, well, I don't want to be in the middle of you dying either. <laughs> so please tell me what's going on or say you can't talk. But he, he's pressed and he's, he's in uh, Hawaii. He got up one morning and said, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm tired of being a target. And uh, the, the kind of uh, circumstances that they have to face is serious, you know. And would you want to introduce your friend, uh, Mr. Sterling? Stand up. Welcome. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, um, is it Steve? Evan can't be a bad guy. My grandson's Evan, the best grandson I have. Um, uh, the, uh, you, you can get up closer if you want to say something today. Feel free, okay? counter anything dissent we we're uh, we've been out here 40 years and we're still looking for a closer uh, nudge from the living god who made all this okay and this crowd comes from oh my goodness a lot of them are from pennsylvania and i'm not apologizing but i just want you to understand some of the difficulty <laughs> they're steeler fans you know Me too. <laughs> 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 How do we just ask your help and all that? <laughs> uh, yeah. My son's from Southern California and he's a Steeler fan. I mean, get it, you know. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons uh, we <laughs> we have to get smaller. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. The, stand, uh, the little guy's name is Mike, and he, uh, he says, well, what do you, I, they told me, uh, uh, Bill, he, he calls me, sir, they called me, they, they called me and said that you had some stuff for me. And I said, yeah, I want you to read a psalm, and, 
and, and please, this, this is painful. We were sitting there in San Francisco, and this guy, he's 32, he went to jail for hanging with him. And he had, a, he had this big um, um, a tablet open, and I said, well, read, and I asked him to read something. And the little guy can't read. I mean, he can read, but it's gotta be, you know, like a second grade or something. He gets into a couple of syllables, and I'm, I mean, dear God. Uh, and his wife has, is the woman he's living with, he has three children, um, one by her and the other two others. And he's been a, a wholesale mess, but he wants to get clean. And um, uh, anyway, I told you about the tattoos that make him a target. So please, if you remember him, excuse me, who is it? Could we identify that child there? <laughs> He's, he, he'll be very strong in the days ahead. Uh, but anyway, it, it is it kind of serious, it, the situation he's in. And we tell him he, because they, these guys don't bother with guns, they use machetes. And, uh, and I told, and I tried to tell him last night that, that the life of, uh, of, of Jesse and his uncle, his half-brother and his uncle, is in jeopardy too as long as, because those guys, you join and you have to stay or you die. So, you know, the, the world's peeling apart like an onion. And here we are, uh, coming together again, asking God to touch us, to give us uh, a grip on the circumstances that are out there. So, just bow your heads. Father, we thank you that uh, as the Alpha and the Omega, you know it all. We're your clay. Uh, we try to be the potter, which is another form of human insanity. We ask you, Lord, to soften our hearts and bring us together that we might know the confidence that is only in you. So guide us, be with our absent loved ones today, be with Andrew out there. Lord, bring him back and strengthen his mom and dad and, and be with uh, Mike uh, there that, uh, that you, you have time for and you stay with for your name's sake we ask these things. Amen. Let's gather.
I, uh, I feel like that we, we get more when there are many voices. Thanks. Um, and, and you really don't get into an understanding until you can say it, articulate it in a way that, uh, that you know. I mean, uh, and, and we'll do that today. And I, I, wanna, I wanna concentrate on and what, the, what I felt the Holy Spirit gave us yesterday when we were sitting at the table and I opened uh, uh, the Bible. Remember we were talking about uh, uh, Gideons and, and I have been a procurer, that sounds a lot better than thief, of, of these Bibles because they're free. Because I, and then I've used them upstairs sometimes when we have a discussion. But in, in the, the Bible she got, she got at the, not at the Goodwill, but Value Village, which, what does my daughter call it? She tries to upgrade her shopping. Value, what? What? Well, there's another one. Yeah, Value Village, that, that works. Uh, anyway, uh, but what came out of that yesterday was a psalm out of uh, the Bible, and it's 65, and we're going to look at that, and I want to discuss it because it's, it's, um, it's warm with all the stuff and the direction. And my view, you know, and I, and I think I have the mind of God in this, we're clay, he's the potter, the church at large has tried to be the potter. And until we understand our frailty, our limitations, and total dependency, Jesus was totally dependent on the Father. He, I don't believe he was up there before talking it over. And when he says that in John 17, uh, give me the glory that I had with you. Every, every, the, the very nature and intent of God is for a family of sons, okay? And we've said that, and he'll have those sons. He knows where they are, uh, and, and you and I, when we were born from above, born again as such, we were redeemed, I thought of it, uh, uh, regarding Sterling, you know. I'm praying about not going to England, but over there they use the word Sterling. And of course, silver has to do with our redemption. But there's something greater than Sterling. It's gold. And not anything of any great measure is going to happen across the world until somebody resurrects. That's why the song we sing, Emmanuel, God in you. And it is, and, and it's really never fully understood. We may be coming to a term with it, an, un an understanding, and that is that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because when you were born again, you were born Christ. And, and <laughs> That's difficult for people to understand. 
But Jesus said it, and the two things he said, and this is, uh, I'm repeating this, you're gonna be talking in a minute yourself, I trust. But the, the two things that uh, he said, when he said, come unto me, there's no place else to go, but to God's representative. And Jesus was the logos, the logic, the word made flesh, because his backer was God. And an incident, it's not an incident. You have a backer today. And I love what Joe uh, Latour says, we're operating uh, far below our, how does he say it? He, he, I don't think he says pay grade. But we, we absolutely <coughs> have all the power of the living God to back us. So any flaw, fault, difficulty you have, and you have them. We've lived together, we know by now. Somebody said, how embarrassing. You could have said amen. But we know, we know that our difficulty is uh, believing what's there. Uh, God was very generous and helpful to the 500,000 that he said, you're not gonna go in. Uh, they saw all the activities, they saw the power that has never been seen. And I think when Jesus came out of the grave as the Son of God, uh, he went to preach to them there. It says he went to hell. And he probably did a little review down there uh, with them. Uh, I, I don't think that um, uh, as, as we look at these things, we can minimize the importance of how do we get where God wants us? Would you say that's true? And, and because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to hear types and shadows and little aphorisms, nice little things about, I mean, you know, while the world looks like it's absolutely and unquestionably insane, I, I, I'm drawn like a, a, a moth to the fire to find out if we're, you know, what's going on. And it's just not a good antidote uh, for help. Would you say the news doesn't bring you much? Uh, actually, who was it the other day that talked about peace? I thought it was the most important thing. It was you. Yeah, you said so as we look at this today, how do you get there? And when I gave the little thing, I, I was going to make a big deal of this with the folks in San Francisco. And, uh, and I'll read the, the guts of this, and it's so good. But I want you, us, to talk about what God is doing with us. Okay? Because a lot of the, I mean, we've got high school kids and junior high school and little kids. And, and they, sometimes they wake up and say, I don't know, my mom brought me here. I, I don't know, yeah, I guess I was born again. I remember something about that. But until you're born by the Spirit, you're the walking dead. Okay? Are you clear on that? And you get a, a, a great measure of sensibility and consciousness that you never had 
when you were born again. I mean, he said to me this in college. I was in college, and I said, ah, I don't believe I don't believe this. And they said, well, you know, well, give yourself to God. And uh, I, I was not, I thought he was a party killer, and I liked parties, and I wasn't going to listen. Somebody, I mean, it was Mike who told me, he said, Bill, the woman I'm living with, uh, she just says I'm not ready for this. Well, nobody is ready. Nobody is ready. God is the one that gets us ready. Would you say that's true? Uh, we get ready when we're half crazy because we know that uh, uh, whatever uh, form of, of pride, adultery, uh, lust, uh, jealousy, fire of, of our own being, we, we wake up and say, help. And so that's what happened to people. And, and I, I'm not, I can't, and this, and I feel like the Spirit's reminding me of this. Our children... Please pray and don't force some uh, contract that the Spirit didn't issue. Because this is by the Spirit. It's not, you know, they're in school now and you can learn to love Jesus. See, that's nonsense. It's, it's really a backward thing. And so, you know, we pray for it. You, you spend enough time on your knees talking to God regarding your children. And, and they, if, when they're called, they'll come. And even if they graduate here and say it's wonderful, I like the place. I have grandsons who were born here and born again, some of them, so who knows. I keep telling them, well, anytime guys, you'll, uh, you'll have enough of hell and you'll, you'll come back to the God who made you. You are the clay, he's the potter. Okay, now, here's, here's our assignment today, and we can carry it on a little bit. Here it is. It's in Psalm 65. Uh, Praise what is for thee, O God, and Zion. And unto thee shall the vow be performed. Let's hope so. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Let's get that clear. God owns it all. He, and he has time. One of the greatest things about our God is he not in our time. He's not saying, oh my goodness, look what's going on there. This world back there, and this is in, they're really in trouble. He doesn't fret, he doesn't groan. And I'm gonna go so far to say that he doesn't have feelings, okay? And, and there are people who wanna talk about, oh, God's heart is this and God's heart is that. And it's a hard call. And we'll say a word or two about anthropomorphism. You need to know, because you're not going to find God in your Bible. He's not there. He's far greater than your Bible. You get help, and what we're, we're reading out of the Bible today. I'm not trying to put it down, but I'll just quote this again for you. And Buddy was on this, Buddy Cobb, before you. He said, you can toss your Bible. Now, you better be careful about that. There are people who say, well, the Word says. The Bible bangers will force this thing. But believe me, when Jesus says, you search the Scriptures, and in them you think you have life. But you... They testify at me. Yes. 
Yeah, and, and, and feel free for the dissent. We can't have an interesting conversation because not everybody says, oh, I believe that. But, but the point is, uh, they, if you, you know, if you sit on this, you know, like a hen waiting for it to, to launch an egg, uh, you're just gonna have a tired posterior. You have to be sought by him. He came to you, you didn't go to him. Oh, now I wanna know God. And, and people say that, I've heard silly testimonies, but they're, they're lying to themselves. But I found the Lord, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've said dumb things, all of us do. And, and before we start this too, and please understand, God has been labeled a terrible tyrant who can't wait to punish you because you're not walking across the Grand Canyon uh, carefully and you could fall off. Uh, you know, that's not true. And, and he is a nurturing father, far greater, far more patient, long-lasting mercy forever and ever. He's absolutely cleaned the slate of any sin or darkness that you might be caught into. And you don't understand that right off, but in time, it'll be palpable when you wake up in the morning and you find out that the mercy is there, though you were a drunk the night before, or uh, whatever you were. I love, I'll say this again to you, because it is so good, and, and, and don't tell Cheever I said it, but he, when he was preaching at the convention, he said this. He said, remember this, if you have, a, if you just dropped a bloody knife and you have a corpse uh, at your feet, Offer, offer yourself. And if you think you've never had murder or you've never killed anybody, yeah, you have. You have with your violence, with your attitude, with your gossip. All of us uh, characteristically need a lot of help. Can you say amen to that? And so we shouldn't be looking down at any way. I look at that good looking little uh, Mikey who got out of prison and. His, his brother, half-brother said to me, Bill, he was there for seven years. He didn't squeal on anyone. People came around to try to get information on, on M13. Those guys go in and cut up people with machetes. They don't want to you know, spend ammunition on it. And uh, so you're God. The, the major thing in your life, I won't tell you, somebody tell me. What, what must be the central thing in your life for you to go forward? Anyone? Absolutely. If you will offer yourself, because you and I are love slaves to Almighty God. He took you out of the prison. I don't know what kind of a mess you were, and I, I'm not going to tell you what kind I was. I'm not going to show you my, my mess, and I don't want you to show me yours. But we were, and he took us out. We're slaves. If we don't become love slaves, we don't grow up, okay? We just stay, you know, thinking about ourselves. I spent more time falling out of love with me than I want to tell you, okay? 
And I'm still in, you know, like you heard me say, breaking up is hard to do. All right. Here's, here's the line. I love it. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Do you believe that? Yeah, they're going to have to show up. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgression, thou shalt purge them away. That's verse 3. And this is, these two I want us to look at today, and one especially, because you don't get there if you don't know the way. I was in, uh, I was in um, that Canadian city. I have trouble. My mind, it's a Freudian slip. I, I don't like Canada, you know, and the people are wonderful, but uh, Betty and I wanted to get somewhere, and, and, and I, we were lost, and, and this guy came to the car. I said, come here, could you tell me, uh, we're going over to, and I gave the address, and he looked, and he said, I don't think you can get there from here. And, and so, and sometimes we feel that way. Has anybody ever felt you can't get to God? A couple of you mumbling it. Yeah, absolutely. He comes to you, but we really are in the business of responding, and that's what our offering is, okay? And, and we can talk about that, but we need to really understand, how do you get there? How do you know? Uh, I've had my worst wars with Agnes Elizabeth over directions, okay? And I never understood, and I'm beginning to understand. God says, you better know how to get there. Okay? And don't argue about it. If people say, I don't care, leave them alone. Here it is. He is purging our transgressions, and how does he do it? You can look at that, and that's what we're talking about. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest. If you came to God, he chose you. Okay? You didn't choose me, I chose you. Remember what one Chewie said? She was running away from her dad because her dad said, you know, take your Christ, do this. And in her Bible, remember what slipped out? The verse, the, the, it was a scripture verse she had there. You didn't choose me, I chose you. And that, that was a, a strength to her. The word is strength when the spirit gives it to you, okay? Now, so you were chosen. And, and probably, I could ask three or four of you, have anybody ever said, why me? Why me? Bad choices. When I find a guy, when I meet people, and I see a guy with a good looking woman, and, and she seems warm, and then I say, wow, nobody's gonna <laughs> come against your choice. But I'm not going to say that to you. Uh, I saw that look on your face. You're, God shows her for you, you know. I've never let my wife think I believe that, you know. <laughs> it's just arrogance that i got to get over her. Yeah. So he chose you. It's a tremendous thing that he chose you. He doesn't choose everyone. But you know when you're chosen when you walk with him, right away, I mean, there are times when it's pretty well scarred up. And I'll say enough about that. We can come back to it. But it's a phenomenal 
truth. It is very vital. And I, I tell little Mikey, I said, Mike, you knew Christ before you went in there. You became a Christian, but you're a baby. You were sucking your thumb. You had a big diaper on, and it was probably full. And that jail, that prison, those corrupt people that you're with almost drove you into death a little early. But you're here for a purpose, Mike. There's, there's meaning in why you're here. All right. This is the one here. Okay, we still have, oh, at least 45 minutes. Here it is. And I want to hear from you. Please feel free to speak. We all say dumb things. Okay? Everybody does. Uh, I've seen professors, you know, you know who stutter over a, a concept. You know, really brilliant people. You know. Somebody said, who made God? Uh, excuse me. Well, we're going to go on to something else. All right, here it is. Here it is. He chose you. Blessed is the man whom God chooses and causes. And one of the most dangerous things to do is to chase cause. Okay? You want to know what somebody, uh, and I used to say to Nelson, would fall, slip and fall on the ice. And I would say, uh, what does that mean? And he'd say, I need to be careful walking on ice. You know, I, I wanted him to say something deep and spiritual, and he just said the obvious thing. And sometimes when somebody gets sick, we say, well, they needed to get sick. You know, boy, I'm glad they got, you know. Uh, the, the, in theater, they'll take some arrogant individual and they'll get him pompous, pompous, and then he'll slip and fall or make a mistake and everybody goes whoopee, whoopee. And the way they, they can get you really interested in moving uh, from Hollywood is they build up, build up, put strength in the bad guy, put strength in the villain to the place where he hurts people, he kills them, and then, ta-da, Denzel Washington comes in and takes care of five or six of them after he sees his watch and... <laughs> If you haven't seen The Equalizer, take a minute. It's worth it. It's the only thing. All right. Now, now, folks, we have a God. We have a God who causes. What does he, what does he cause to do? What does it say? Somebody tell me. Can you read it out? Anybody? The, the readers. Yeah. He causes you to get close. How? What? By what he brings us through. Okay, could you elaborate a little bit on that? <laughs> well, the things he brings into our life. Okay, stand, stand a little more projection. You have a, a, an interesting voice, but it's too soft. What? What'd she say? Oh, you don't speak up because <clears throat> you know who's right there. <laughs> No, you're under more liberty than anybody in the house, lady. Stand. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good, it's an important point. Well, just the things he brings into our life. He brings the very day before we knew him, how, you know, situations that we 
situation, uh, breaking bones, accident, sickness. Okay. Uh, did you? All right. When I saw you, you know, there in Florida, I walked in, I had my little word and my Bible, and I was all tucked in to try to be a decent preacher. And you, your husband pushed you in, and I saw the stitches in your leg, and it was, they were formidable. Did you do some analysis on that and wonder? Now, see, I'm not, I wouldn't chase why. I don't have a right. You didn't ask why? No, I didn't. I think I learned that I'm not always going to know why right at that moment. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. 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 Try to accept it as And it does both sometimes. I mean, we've got people who are fed up with God. You know, it may be everybody else here might be saying, oh, isn't it wonderful? Oh, we got a wedding or anything else. And I, have you ever been in a party or something where you just you get so fed up you can't be thankful about anything? Of course you have. <laughs> because you have to understand that you're not in control of, of yourself until you're under the power of God. Okay? Yeah, anybody else on that one? Cause. Thanks, Heath. God is a master of making you miserable with your own life. <laughs> you know, that's, this is what Don and, and I think, you know, Adele are saying. But the, when, I, when he first said this, the thought that came to my mind is the way that God narrows me in is he makes me miserable with my own way. And if he didn't make me miserable with my own way, I would just be enjoying it. I'm thankful that God makes me miserable with my own life. It, it, that's the thing that drives me to realize I need a different life. That that's what causes me to go a different way. Job is like, you know, before, behind, left and right. You know, I can't find him, but he's, you know, irritating me on every side. I'm hedged in. Well, when he makes you miserable with your own life, you approach unto him. That's how he steers you in. You do call out. For help. I was, uh, was bragging when, as a 10-year-old in a storm in Long Beach, and these guys dared me to. I said, I think I can swim through. This isn't bad. Let's not go home. It was cloudy, wretched day. I've told this story. And it, was, it wasn't that far in from the, we were out on a pier. And, and I, was, I really thought I was a wonderful swimmer. Might be an Olympian. Anyway, I jumped in. And it, the tide, I, I was just waving my arms. And I said to someone, when I got in there, I was praying. I, my, I saw my life passing before me. But when you're 10 years old, there's not much that passes before you. But uh, I did call out, say, you will say help. 
There, there's, I mean, I'm 87. And now I, I let, would you stand, please? Stand. Uh, you, you need to get acquainted with this girl and don't be fooled. She can handle uh, weightlifting, you know? This, this little skinny thing uh, has embarrassed me no end. Because she, she comes in and takes the tub when it's full, you know, and she says, I'll take that. When I go over there, I'm struggling you know, like I'm 87, you know. And, <laughs> but uh, you can sit down, we're glad to have you here. Uh, but I'm not, I'm, you know, you, you still have to watch the idolatry of, uh, what's that group, uh, what? CrossFit! Yeah, <laughs> it's fit. There's not a lot of cross in it except the aching you get, okay. Right. Talk to me. How do you get there? What causes you? And we haven't exhausted it. This is important. Yeah. I was saying the same thing. Because when I understood that God swore by himself and he can't lie. It's an immutable, unchanging truth that he would be my shield and what else? My everlasting reward. Well, I wanted a reward here. I wanted to meet millions. That's what I was into. You know, buying pro you'd had to be a moron not to be able to succeed in California. You'd close your eyes and anything you touch went up. And God interrupted that. He caused me to see, you know, and he's been kind all the way. Okay. The, yeah, go ahead. Exactly that. I think both things are true. Um, you know, God has used misery and discomfort to drive us to him um, at times. But he knows, he knows exactly what we need, and that is what drives us to him is that he knows what we need and when we need it. Yeah. And, uh, and he's also used uh, his goodness and his mercy to draw us closer to him. Um, you know, at times when you feel like you don't deserve it and you've been terrible and then he shows you his grace, uh, it, it makes you uh, draw near to him. And, you know, I was thinking of that verse there in Psalm, uh, very familiar, but it says, uh, I would have fainted unless I had seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And, you know, sometimes you are about to faint. And the thing that drives you to him is the fact that, that he shows you that when you didn't deserve it, um, that you still have access to him, that you can still be close to him. And that also brings you closer to him. Okay, let, let's do a little popcorn speaking. Uh, the, the provision. And I've said this, and, and, and I'm sure after a while on my, some of my Zooms, they're going to say the old man is just, he keeps saying the same old thing. And it's true, because I'm gonna. Uh, and I am old. Uh, but <laughs> dementia hasn't set in when it does tackle me and send me to my room. But, but the issue, the issue, darlings, is, is really, really the phenomenal provision. That's what got me when you said his kindness. And I have been such a low life, 
self-centered individual, even in the ministry. And I'm still struggling. And anybody that's honest knows that our Heavenly Father is still working with us. Can we spend a few minutes talking about the provision or just say it? If, if, you're, if you can say it in a way that's clear, I mean, it will be clear, we know. Total forgiveness. Total, I will love you with an everlasting love. I've absolutely imputed righteousness without <clears throat> works. I thought I had to earn this. If you try, you're going to fail, Billy. You have. Okay. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Tremendous reality that you can sense. I use the word palpable because I've got up after, even, even today, last night wasn't wonderful. And I had a few little excursions into self. Hit the pillow, didn't say much, presumptive. But see, the fathers around here, I mean, I, you've got nasty little kids at times. Oh, I needed some amens from the parents. The grandmothers say, how can he say that about me? Talk to me. Is that not true? Yes, you're doing everything you can. And God has had to contend with you. Somebody thinks they're brilliant when they say, well, teenagers are God's way of getting even. <laughs> no, well, I don't find it funny because it's... <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Come on. What? You would never leave us in a Yeah. Even in the hardest times of life. Never. Yeah. Do you believe that? Do you have times in the middle of the cold and, you know, loneliness and, yeah. Sometimes you say, where are you? Yeah. Just thinking of the natural provision. I was walking over here this morning looking at all the, all the buildings and the people streaming out of the buildings towards this building. And, um, and you know, this place could be a gated community in a very wealthy neighborhood in some place. It, it is an amazing thing that God has put out here. And uh, he's taking care of us in a very natural way that is just, it boggles my mind. Yeah, but there's no ocean here. Oh. And, and, and it gets dark and cold. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this, it's not enough for me. <laughs> you, know, you notice that it, 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 when, when you call, I'll give you a, the phone number of, uh, of Jesse. When you call Jesse, the cops say, why didn't you come to fly to uh, Alaska? I wanted to go to Hawaii. <laughs> say this and you know that I'm not kissing up or sucking around there are three or four and you, you and your wife or something there are three or four here 
that absolutely could be go public with raising children. You're a mess, you know, and you haven't, you know, you haven't been perfect because nobody is. But see, God is. He's perfect. He's perfect in his nurturing. And, and we want, and, and, and I was reading something by uh, Sparks, and Sparks says, you know, quit praying for a smooth road and all this stuff. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I would like to have more days without trouble. And I told Michael last night on the phone, Mike, for the first time in your life, you're a threat because you're walking with the power of God backing you. You don't have it. It's not something you can prophesy and, you know, raise the dead. But you're coming toward it. And as you minister as Christ, you're a threat to the government of this world. More. More about uh, provision. He gives us an escape from the gerbil wheel of this world, uh, from futility and vanity. He gives us meaning and purpose. Yeah, and, and it's right here. It says, uh, uh, something about, oh, oh, yeah, well, it's down in verse 5. By terrible things in righteousness. Have anybody heard a lot? Do you look at our, our sister who looks like she may not live? That she's on her way to dying? But can you, can you say with confidence that Jesus tasted death for every man? Can you say that? Do you believe that? You know, just don't get too excited about getting there. You know, too fast. But it's true. Listen to this. By terrible things in righteousness, wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation. I want him to talk to me there. Who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth. You know, Betty says this over and over. I've heard Diane say it and some of the other uh, ladies and even the men at times say it. If I didn't know the potter who has, I was going to say, he got the whole world in his hand. He got the whole world. And, and, and the thing, I've been soft looking at the babies. I'm thinking, how can we communicate to them? What's ahead for the mothers here? Well, that's the confidence. The confidence is God cares more than you do. For what came through your bodies, ladies, or what you were a part of, gentlemen, to be a part of spawning those darlings, God cares far more than you do. And I have to remind myself of that because I'm kind of soft there. I, 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 I said it, you've heard me, and you need to pray for me because the idea is that the tendency is when people are lying and cheating and stealing and carving little children and telling them in third and fourth grade, do you want to be a boy or a girl? And they, you know, the, the government <laughs> castigates the people who even question that. I mean, we're, we're living in wholesale insanity. I know that every generation has had its problems, but we have not had anything, and no, there's no generation that was any worse than, than what America has become in Canada, and you know, enough. So, but we do have the confidence to the end of the earth. That's good.
I don't have it. I have to ask for it. And just because I've been born again and know the Bible and have been out here 40 years doesn't mean that I have that like a, a pistol I can shoot. I just know where to go to find the peace you were talking about. And it's that more and more I believe that Archer Torrey was right. The peace that passes understanding is in the one that we can be confident in. He's never out to hurt you. Never. How do we know? Well, some of we have to take by faith. I mean, you're looking at a guy, you've heard me say it. I got up for, I don't know how many years. I don't need this, I don't need this. Wow, God, I don't need this. And that was exactly what I did need. Okay? All right. More on the provision. Faith. What? Faith. Because we have to deal with so many things that we cannot see. Yeah. Faith, we can move forward. Yeah. Or deal with those things. Yeah, and, and the scripture there is without faith, you can't please him. If you don't trust, you know, uh, you know, David's brother, you know, I said, come on, jump to me. Come on, jump down. No, he was screaming for you. And you just about destroyed those little kids with your overwhelming protection. And, and yeah, you were after me in those days. I remember. <laughs> She's the only one in the room that I think I can whip an arm wrestling. Uh, but, but, the, but the point is, the point is, it's a stretch. Now, that little guy was not going to jump to me. I went over to the door, and it was late at night, and I was going to close the, and, and you know, he's a comic, he's funny, he's all, you know, he wasn't injured, I know, he's your uncle. But, uh, and I said, well, I'll leave you here then, Joel, I'll leave you. And I walked over. And I, I turned the lights off and he started screaming, no, no. And I said, okay, the lights went on. I went back over. And this isn't nurturing, please understand that. <laughs> That's not an example of it. But he did jump to me. He didn't want to be left alone. God will allow fear because it says it. By terrible things in righteousness. What are they? What are they? Yeah, get up here. Talk to him. You know a lot of things. Oh, I just said whenever. It says when he, when he, Psalm 78, when he slew them, then they, then he sought, they sought him. And sadly and frequently, it takes a uh, conflict and a dealing in our lives and I'm glad we've been balancing that by the provision that God's goodness and his mercy also draws us but I just I'll, I'm going to come back to the point that I've been thinking about this the whole time how do we get to God and, and I think if I could say it like this God expends a lot of energy and he, he, he did not really but to, to prove us to show us that we really don't know the way to go I don't know how to get there yeah. everything coming is to show me it says um 
It's not in man, right? It's not in man. The, <laughs> I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh through directed steps. I, I don't know. I was thinking about the term, you know, well, I'm going to take my own direction. Yeah. And that's kind of like a derogatory. You, t- oh, you take your own direction. Go ahead. Apart from God. I don't even think that's the case anymore. I, I think I can take my own direction. But God's got everything working to bring me back. And ultimately, I think. It says, um, Proverbs 24. Man's goings are of the Lord. His going. Your going, specifically. The things that you've encountered previously and what's ahead of us are of the Lord. It says, how can a man then understand his own way? It's like, I don't know how to get there other than in, in every and any situation brings us back to the point that I find myself in. If I really will step back and offer, that's the avenue to God. It, it, wherever you find yourself, however you got there, if, if and when I make my, I do this, I draw down warfare on myself. I make my bed in hell, it says. Right. What is it? Is he forsaken you? You did it. You're going to be a... No. He, <laughs> even there his hand shall take hold and lead us. And that's the faithfulness of our God. I mean, he's, he, he's got this thing. We just need to understand that I can't figure it out. I can't make sense. You go track cause. You, it's just exhausting. What's the cause? What's the source of this? Why God? Why God? Why God? And you don't get an answer. Yeah. It's just understanding that He is God. He is directing your steps, not you. It's not in me or you to know how to get there. He is the one that that causes me to approach Him. Yeah. Anyway. That was one of the things I was thinking about. One of His provisions is that His ways are far above our ways. Yeah. Yeah. And. And, and they're says, inscrutable, like Richard said. Yeah. Go ahead. And it says, by terrible things of righteousness will they answer us. And that's part of, he doesn't give us our own way. And that's terrible to us. Oh, are you telling? I mean, I've seen wonderful ladies. I mean, brilliant, they're good looking, but cross them. You know, cross them, say something they don't like. You find out what they're really all about. And while you're at it, uh, I'm going to be a little lighthearted here for a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not. This is this is this is too important. I, I will maybe. I don't want to close with that either. Well, go ahead and read it, Bill. Uh, the divorce rate for women over 65 increased dramatically between 1990 and 2017, rising from one in every 1,000 to six. Known as gray divorces, research suggests that a change in attitude towards divorce is responsible for the rise. And they talked about other possibilities. But the, I mean, it's, it's, it's an outbreak. It's, it's worse than, than COVID, the divorce. You know, let's say, what does it say? That's, that's 746,971 uh, a year. That's, um, this translates to roughly 14,000 divorces in a week or 746, 971,000 a year. And uh, that's, that's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So the enemy 
is a divider. And if you're not connected with God, you cannot even, I, I wanted to tell my grandson today, but he's probably married by now, because this is the day. I wanted to tell him that, that he cannot be a husband. She cannot be a wife outside of being under and trusting the Holy Spirit for direction and circumstance. I'll guarantee you, uh, without the Spirit of God, several of us would have uh, been in uh, deeper yogurt than we are right now. Anything else? We're ready to close here. Any any final thing? I'm gonna, I've got a couple of things on my mind. Go ahead. I was thinking of the provision this morning, just of being able to gather together. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we can. Yeah. That's good. It it is it is wonderful, and we have to do this alone. But if you if you think you can walk this alone, you're not really in Christ. Uh, so it, it has that paradox that you, you have to, uh, your growth is by you and your relationship, but it's, uh, it's still uh, blessed and funded to a degree by the corporate, because God is going to do this collectively. Uh, I've got to say this, you're rolling along, you're... Let's say you've been a Christian for 12 years. You're out of diapers. You've thrown your knucker away. Uh, you're, you, you have some of these experiences inside. They're, they're gut deep. They're not just superficial things that you've written in your Bible or some salient experience that could go floating with a good wind. It's, it's deep. It's deep inside you. Still, the enemy comes. He doesn't have to mess with a wicked. Okay? He's got them. He, this is his turf. And God is going to change everything with a new heaven and a new earth. Okay? Even the heavens are dirty. And so, understand this. You get on your high horse and you say, ah, I was in community for 30 years, 20 years. My folks brought me up. I've been baptized. I've prophesied. I've heard the, I don't know. God left me. I don't see him anymore. Uh, too bad. That doesn't mean that he's going to drop you. He will disregard all your doubt, all your fears. He is a keeping father. And let me say this, and I, I want to be as gentle as I can. There are fathers sitting here today with difficult relatives, children. You know, it's, it's a mishmash because God is not afraid of convoluted evil wickedness. He knows what he can do. And he will finish this thing. It has to be directed by him. There's no man that's going to do this. Okay? Or no collection of men. It will be done by the Spirit of God through men, which is important. So in spite of you, 
regardless of you. Your effort to do what you want to do and, and become the most self-centered individual that you could ever think you could be, God still will take care of those circumstances. And I know that's hard to believe. I would say it's the number one issue. The number one issue is most people do not believe that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made them free from the law of sin and death. I gotta do it. I think I can, I think I can. I'm the little engine that must. That's where the church has missed it. They tried to do it. And God lets them. He lets us try our schemes. I always, I mean, I never had any trouble with business decisions or schemes of new ideas. But right now, folks, the hardest place and the most important thing for us is to stay on our knees and believe. Maybe I'll toss this out. Please trust it. Because prayer is probably the greatest area of our poverty. I know it's mine. But he says, Paul says it, the weapons we have are not of this world, not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of fortresses. Isn't that what it says? Is that right? Do you believe it? Well, I, I really think as we sit here, close our eyes and say, Lord, destroy those who are imposing your sons, and whether they're in prison or in court or whatever happens. I've always believed that we could sit and say, Almighty God, Father, Holy One. And, and that when, when, whoever is in need out there, that we stopped the, the gavel coming down. And I, I want to get Gary on the phone sometime, Gary Vincent, because I've said we're praying for your grandson. I got a picture of him the other day, and little guy, is, he's, says he's going back to school, the abuse, some of the case, some of the stuff's over. I, I, you don't know, you don't know the power that issues forth from you when you gird yourself and go to God and say, Heavenly Father, Please, take care of this. We don't know. Amen. Uh, would you lead us in your song? Hannah, would you play, uh, uh, I, I love this song, and it, it's real, it's a, a word from God. Uh, where, where is, Vanna, sing your song, okay? No. No. Your song. Up here. You know what it is. The juvenile, the coming out of juvenile delinquency. <laughs> you know that song. Let's stand. That's the need.
I ask that you would help us to invite your spirit to work in and among us in every way that we can. Help us to avail ourselves of your Holy Spirit in every <clears throat> moment of the day. And be with the needs that surround us, Lord, uh, Andrew, um, and any other physical needs that, that, are <clears throat> that are present here, Lord. I ask that you would uh, continue to touch them with health. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.